Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. Well, guys, we have some exciting news for you from Vortex about their brand new eyewear, their Banshee and Jackal sunglasses. Me and Andrew have had these for a few weeks now, right before the release, and we've been extremely impressed. They're awesome glasses, guys. And listen, if you're needing some new sunglasses, not only do they have the VIP warranty, but they're tough as crap, guys. Uh, Scratch-resistant eyewear, uh, it's extremely important. And also, they have safety features as well. So when you're out shooting at the range, again, these are rated glasses, so you are going to be more than protected when you're at the range. But they also look fantastic when you're out around town. So right now, Vortex has some special pricing on their website, which is vortexoptics.com for the new eyewear. But also, if you use the code SOUTHERN20, you get to save even more on this special pricing for right now at vortexoptics.com. Again, check out the new eyewear from vortexoptics.com and use the promo code SOUTHERN20 to save on their brand new eyewear. If you live in the Gulf Coast region, you need to find yourself at the Eco Wild Expo May 10th through the 12th in Mobile. It is the premier outdoor expo for the Gulf Coast region, and we're going to be there. We're going to have a booth. We're super excited about it. Can't wait to meet you guys that live down there. We absolutely love the Gulf Coast region, so to be a part of this show, we're super excited about. We're going to have past podcast guests there at our booth for you to talk to, guys who are relevant for your area, who you can talk to, you can pick their brain, you can joke with them, laugh with them, tell them your story, whatever you want to do. It's going to be a awesome time. We're already working on some past podcast guests, but hey, if you live in this area and you have a suggestion for someone you want to see at that show, write in and we'll see if we can get them. There's going to be all kinds of exhibitors at the show that are focused on hunting, fishing, conservation, and recreation. There's going to be activities for the whole family there. They got axe throwing, archery. They're going to have our podcast booth. And then for the kids, they got touch tanks, a honeybee exhibition, a raptor show, kids fishing tank, BB gun range, and a butterfly house. So you're going to love it. Your kids are going to love it. It's going to be an awesome time. So head on over to ecowildexpo.com to get more information on the show and to go ahead and grab your tickets. And hey, mark it on your calendar, May 10th through the 12th. Be there. We want to see you and we're excited to talk to you. So we'll see you at the EcoWild Expo this May 10th through the 12th at the Mobile Convention Center in Mobile, Alabama. All right, guys, uh, we are here at the 2019 World Deer Expo, and we are actually with Jan Corgan from Arrow Hunter. Yes, I am. And, uh, man, I'm excited to meet you. I've seen you on Facebook quite a lot, and it's good to finally meet you in person and see these saddles in person, which yeah, is a big deal. for sure. And I followed you as well. Uh, yeah, it's nice to meet you in person. And, uh, you know, Arrow Hunter's just trying to expand its social media uh, uh, platforms a little bit more because uh, they never really had anybody to do that in the past. So, uh, you know, I came on with the company about – 
oh, what, three, going on four months ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, so pretty recent. Um, you know, I just I wound up uh, having a conversation with Sophia, the owner, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I just basically expressed, it's like, hey, you know, I, I love your product. I think it's, uh, you know, one of the best built things that I've ever owned, um, you know, as far as hunting gear goes, uh, as far as quality and craftsmanship. And you know, we got into a discussion, and um, you know, I have my own, I have my own, uh, basically, video production and marketing company called uh, Broken Arrow Media. Uh, we're based out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, um, and um, you know, I basically do all of uh, Arrow Hunters online marketing, email marketing, website building. Um, you know, I'm starting to do the trade shows for her now as well. So um, that's just kind of my role here with uh, Arrow Hunter. Fantastic. Well, I'm excited to have you on board. I'm glad they actually hired or, you know, brought someone on like yourself because I think that's the one defining factor that they really needed was that social media presence because it seems like they make a fantastic product, which we're going to talk about today. Yeah. But uh, I think this is going to be fantastic for, again, having them maybe a little bit more larger social media presence along just with the overall marketing scheme, which is going to be great. Uh, so, you know, as anyone that knows has been following Arrow Hunter, the Saddle Hunter page or anything else like that knows about the flex uh it's a really cool saddle that y'all just kind of release yes and looking to ship uh what six to eight weeks or so from now yeah we're, it's it's shipping it's been shipping since uh june uh june 15th was the pre-order it's been shipping since july 1st um and we're about six to eight weeks out back ordered right now so um sorry that was my son calling. Oh, you're good <laughs> um yeah we're about six to eight weeks out for uh for orders right now um yeah, it's just the Flex has been an incredible, incredible product. It was very well received, and we had uh, we had a landslide of orders come in on this thing. Um, and a lot of people have we've been getting a lot of very positive feedback on it as far as its uh, comfortability and adjustment and that type of thing. So. Yeah, exactly. And I'll say previously I've been using uh, a tethered mantis, uh, which anyone that follows us uh, knows that we, that's how we kind of got introduced to saddle hunting was through that saddle. But just in May, I was able to try a Kestrel for the first time, mm-hmm. and it blew me away. Because, again, you know, someone gets into saddle hunting or they see saddle hunting, it all looks the same. You know, just from an outsider's perspective looking in that's never seen a product sure. before, they, in a lot of people's opinions, they look dissimilar. But it's how they're made and the materials they're made of is, I think, the defining factor, yes. especially with, like, this size or this style of a saddle. Because, uh, again, there's there's other companies like Trophy Line, you get uh, JP or uh, – uh, yeah, the chair, the JP, the JX3, JX3, JX3 yes. there you saddle. go. Yep. And, uh, but this is something that I think is like your oldest defining factor is the first of all experience building harnesses. Correct. For, um, arborists and tree climbers. Yeah. The, her, Sophia Sparks is the owner of mm-hmm. Arrow Hunter, uh, but her main company is called New Tribe, uh, Tree Saddles. They've been in business since 1984. Um, they've been building harnesses for the arborist industry and for recreational tree climbers. Um, they also have a lot to do with, uh, they basically set up these climbing groups all over the world in like Japan and Czechoslovakia and Chile and that type of thing to kind of promote tree climbing. Um, That's pretty cool. And they has, also have their arborist line um, and their arborist saddles are in a lot of the arborist catalogs as well. And those are very well respected trees. So very comfortable um, arborists rave about the comfort level. And these are guys that are in trees for eight to 12 hours a day doing tree work. And that's not easy work. And you want to um, you want a saddle that's going to be comfortable and you know again that experience since 1984 um, which is one of the reasons why I got into saddle hunting you know I, I saw the the two companies out on the market and I researched both of them and I'm like well this one has that long history um, and 
you know, I read about the quality and people's reviews on it. And that's why I went with the Arrow Hunter. Um, I went with the Kestrel um, and I had hunted out of that for about two years. And then uh, I've been hunting that, I haven't hunted out of this one yet, but, you know, I've been testing it and uh, doing a lot of social media stuff with it as well. And I've been spending a lot of time in it. Very comfortable. Yeah. And I think that's, again, again, the defining factor, as we mentioned earlier. But, you know, one thing I really like about it is the rigidness of the saddle compared to, again, the saddles I've used in the past. Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing that drew my attention towards the Kestrel. Sure, okay, it's it's a, a pound, pound and a half heavier. When you're talking something that's sub four pounds, Correct. it doesn't matter. Yeah. And it just doesn't Blow, matter. Blows tree stands out of the water. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the, the thing is, oh, we got the PA system, guys. Again, we are at the Expo. But, uh, you know, the thing is, is just adding a pound or so more weight to it is how much more comfortable and rigid it felt. Because my issue was, I'm a heavier guy, guys, or anyone that doesn't know me, I'm 250 pounds. And when you're in a saddle, you know, it's all based around comfort for me, okay? Yes. I want something that's functional, but I want something that's extremely yeah. comfortable. And when I sat in that Kestrel for the first time, it blew my mind. Yeah. It really did. And uh, that's made me get the decision of, hey, maybe I want to look at getting a Flex or getting a Kestrel or even getting a Kite. Mm -hmm. And, uh, again, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Oh, let's wait for this. Sure. I can edit all Yeah, this sure, you can edit it. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. Hold on one second. I text my son. He's texting uh, me. Yeah, no, no worries. Mm-hmm. We're waiting for the PA system to quit, but I'll be edited out. Dude, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. What what you end up buying? Pick. Come to the World Deer Expo. He buys pickles, guys. Man, what? There we go. All right. All right. Three, two, one. Now, a defining factor I think about uh, Kestrel is just the – or not Kestrel, but Arrow Hunter is the, the long history of, like you said, building saddles, building, you know, tree harnesses, and the safety factor with that. Yes. I know that's one thing that I think Sophia and everybody else at New Tribe and Arrow Hunter really take – take to home is just the safety factor they, very seriously yeah they yeah. build everything um, really overbuild everything to the fact of we want the most safe user-friendly comfortable product that we can provide correct yeah they make all their products uh you know in-house very robust uh you know all tested all rated um all the specifications are on the website if anybody wants to read about them um you know, like each individual piece of webbing, each individual buckle, each individual stitch um, has been tested and rated to thousands and thousands of pounds. Yep. Um, and that's obviously when you're when you're an arborist and you're spending time up in the canopy of trees, which is, you know, 30 to, you know, whatever, 100, especially in the Pacific Northwest, yeah. 100 feet up in the air. You want a piece of gear that's not going to fail. Um, and then there's no question about, you know, they have decades of experience of building these things. Um you know, and and that's basically it. It stands on its own. Exactly. So, you know, kind of went around a little bit about New Tribe and Arrow Hunter as a company. Again, Arrow Hunter is New Tribe's division for hunting saddles. Correct. So let's talk a little bit about the flex. And I know this is a super hot topic. I know guys are buying this left and right. I'm seeing it on Facebook and Instagram yeah. all the time. People are talking about yeah. this product. What is the what is the selling point over this product, the flex, over, say, the Kestrel or the Kite? Okay. Um 
basically the great thing about the flex is that we have this expandable pleat in the seat mm-hmm. basically um you have a three to four inch piece of webbing um that basically separates so you can basically pull it down lower on your leg so it cups your thighs or you can pull it higher on your back to support your lower back um or you can kind of you know basically adjust it anywhere in between and so it's that adjustability factor that's great you know another nice feature that Casey and Sophia listened to guys on the forums is um, when they originally built the Kestrel, guys had problems with the lineman's belt loops being a little further back. They listened to that criticism and they moved them further forward. Mm -hmm. Um, They also put a red piping on the inside of them and they also have um, reflective stitching on the inside. So in low light conditions, when you're wearing a headlamp, when you're going in in the morning, and you're clipping into your lineman's belt or your bridge, you can make sure you've got a positive hookup on that. Um, and that's that's huge, I think. You yes. know? And that was another criticism that they had listened to you guys on the forum saying, hey, I, you know, it'd be nice if I could see that I'm positively clipped into my lineman's belt when I'm climbing the tree. And you know what's funny about that is a lot of people are probably listening right now that aren't saddle hunters are like, how could you not know if you don't clip in? Well, I will say later in the season when you're wearing heavier gear and you have all this clothing on – I have been amazed how many times not paying attention go down to clip, you know, my lines and, 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 and yep. either get either get the um, the webbing. Yep. Or one thing I've done is on accident before is grab my belt belt loop. Yep. And clip into season. that. And before and I always you like to double check before I even lean back away from the tree. I want to double check that. But it has happened to me multiple times, yeah. and a lot of people don't think about that, especially in the mornings when you're going in, especially early season too. When you're going in, you're hot, you're sweaty, you're, you're not really thinking about necessarily clipping in you're trying to get up the tree as quick as possible well right you got about a thousand things on your mind it's yes. like you know i'm sweating like i gotta get up the tree i gotta get up quietly do i have this gear you yeah. know and then all of a sudden you not, don't pay attention you'll clip in the right way and, and the crazy thing is a guy that i think a lot of us on the podcast know uh which i, I won't mention his name but uh a really great guy to be around that's from arkansas he actually earlier this past season was climbing a tree and and, and accidentally on his saddle went to clip his lines and belt and, abs- and accidentally clipped it onto his uh, belt loop. And he went to lean back and it broke and, he, and he fell. And he broke a couple ribs oh, and, no. and actually got – I heard about that. He got punctured in the back by the step he was using. <sighs> so that's one reason why I think this is really important. Again, it's, it's a subtle feature that a lot of guys don't think about. But, again, in the mo- especially early mornings and the evenings when you're getting up and down the tree, yes. that's something to double check to be able to clip yourself in and, again, kind of run with it and, and just know you have that safety feature. Because it happens more times than people think that they clip in and they're not clipping into their, their belt loop. Yeah. Or they're clipping into their belt loop instead of actually clipping into the uh, linesman. Right. So let's talk a little bit more about the functionality of this saddle. You know, the, the big selling point on this is just the comfort factor. I know I talked to Casey before. Yes. And he designed this to have be the most comfortable saddle he's designed yet. Correct. So, again, let's talk a little bit more about the comfort factor. You know, we talked a little bit about the plate and everything, but how does that really help with, like, hip pinch and all these other, you know, quote-unquote issues some guys might have in a saddle? Yeah, I mean, the hip pinch is basically your tether height and your uh, your bridge adjustability. That's where you're going to adjust your hip pinch. Um, as far as it's basically leg, leg pressure um, is, like, the comfortability and adjustment factor for the flex. Um, and, you know, again – Instead of running those tabs on the side like we had with the Kestrel, um, we kind of eliminated those because you don't need those anymore because you have this pleat that's expandable so you can open and close it. Um, You know, and as far as 
the uh, hip pinch aspect of it, you know, you have, that's basically, you know, we have the sewn in, we have the sewn in bridge on one side. Mm-hmm. You can move that up and down your, your bridge loop. And that actually helps with hip pinch and like, you know, adjustability factor as well. Yes. Um, and you can do that. Obviously, if you have a, if you're running a sewn in, you can adjust both sewn in sides. Or if you have a, um, if you have the carabiner um, on one side, once you're under load, you can adjust the carabiner up and down that bridge loop as well. And see, that's something I didn't realize until we just sat down. And we actually, for anyone listening to the podcast right now in your truck or whatever, we actually have the uh, the saddle in front of us on the table. We're also are filming this. Um, you know, on my Mantis, you know, it's pretty much sewn on there to the fact where you're not really moving your bridge all that much. And I, because they, they use the am steel, yeah, right? yeah they yeah. use the am steel, okay. which it'll slide a little bit. But the thing is, that's something that doesn't ever come to my mind when I'm sitting down to adjust that. But that's kind of cool that you could adjust this once you get in the yeah, saddle. That, I think that's a thing guys concentrate on the tether and the bridge. But you can slide your bridge up and down the the bridge loop, and that and you know when you change it from up top to the middle or to the bottom, it gives mm-hmm. you a totally different feel. Exactly. And just to kind of be clear with everybody right now, again, I've used the tether saddle. I've used the JX3. I'm getting a Flex coming soon. I'm, I'm probably going to buy a, a kite as well after talking to Carl over here. Um, and, again, one reason we talk about this and kind of even naming companies is because we want everybody to be well-rounded on the products. And that's one reason why we try everything. You know, we're not associated with anybody. We like to try absolutely everything we can to relate with you guys on what we think best fits our needs, which may or may not best fit your needs. So, with this being said, that bridge, I think, is a really cool atmosphere for which y'all added. I really do love the what, – what, what do we call this webbing bridge? bridge? The webbing yeah. bridge. The webbing bridge is, in my book I, – I used the rope for years, obviously, yep. with the Kestrel. Mm-hmm. A little bulky. Yep. Um, you know, guys, that's a big complaint. Guys don't like that uh, bulkiness of the Predator rope, although, you know, that rope is rated for thousands of pounds as well. Mm-hmm. So, that's uh, you know, that's another selling factor. That's why we use it and also – you know, for the manufacturing and supply chain issues, that's a vendor that we've been using for years. It's a, it's a proven rope and it works and that's why we use it. Yep. Uh, I know the movement is towards lighter and lighter uh, rope, like Wild Edge is using their eight millimeter rope. Yep. Um, that's coming up. Those are some discussions that we're having with Sophia and Casey regarding that. Uh, but that may be, that may be coming, but that would be down the road. Yeah. Um, as far as the webbing goes, you know, it's rated for thousands of pounds as well. I think it's like 4,600, 5,000 mm-hmm. pounds. Um, again, those specifications specifically are on the website if you want to read about them. Um, but for me, the, it's less bulky. I mean, it's super lightweight. Yes. No, and see, I love it. And I, I just love the simple factor of this because I believe when you have a rope, like I, I don't mind the Amstel bridge. Mm-hmm. But again, the one thing I like about this is it's adjustable. And, and I think everybody, when you get into a saddle, again, there are probably some listeners right now that don't hunt out of a saddle, and they're probably like, well, you know, I don't understand a lot of these terms. Well, when you have a bridge like this, this is adjustable, you can fine-tune your comfort level. Absolutely. Everybody's different. I, I have freaking wide hips, dude. It's micro-adjustments. Exactly. Yep. So I've got wide hips. I, I'm a freaking, again, short, stubby little dude over here. So being able to fine-tune that bridge to find where it's most comfortable around my hips, that's going to be important for me. You know, a guy that's more slender like my buddy Zach, you know, he probably could put this on and not really have to adjust much of anything. He's a slender guy, but he might want to fine-tune it. Yeah. That's the cool thing about having adjustable bridge because you can fine-tune. Maybe you want a super, super short bridge, and that's what's comfortable for you. Yep. Maybe you want a longer bridge. You can do that with yeah. this, which is really cool. I mean, everybody has a different body type. You know, I mean, and, you know, working these shows and guys who, you know, basically it looks like they're the same body size, but maybe, you know, one guy has wider hips or yeah. narrower hips. 
they put the same saddle on and they're not as comfortable. So then, you know, we start talking about the adjustability of moving your carabiner or your bridge up and down the bridge loop. So for, for a micro adjustment, mm-hmm. we talk about lengthening or shortening your bridge for the night, uh, micro adjustment. And we talk about, uh, you know, your tether height where, where, where it's clipped in. So a lot of guys, when they first get into it, they're too close to yep. the tree. Uh, they make that they make that tether too short. Um, that prevents you from being able to get all the way around the tree. Mm-hmm. But um, it also is an, is a factor in in the hip pinch. I've never experienced hip pinch. I don't even know what it feels like. Um, I've never had that problem. So I, I'll say it happened to me the first two times I ever used uh, my my first saddle. Okay. Um, I just like a like an idiot. You know, read the instructions and everything. Watched some videos. I wore it way too high on yeah. my back. I mean, dude, like lower. Real high. Back. Oh, okay. Yes, and it was it was it was horrible. Yeah. But again, fine tuned it, yeah. got better at it, understood yeah. it. But again, everybody's different. And you know, saddle hunting in general. I mean, we talk to a lot of guys here where you know they're diehard stand hunters, but then they they come here and they put the saddle on and they get up in the they get up in the hang tree that we have here, and they the light you can see the light bulb go on. Yes. They're like you know, especially for guys who mobile hunt that have been climbing in with, uh, you know, walking in with climbers or hang on stands, they see this and they're like, wow, wow. You know, it just kind of blows them away. And, so, and the funny thing is a lot of guys don't realize that the first time when they hear about a saddle or they see it and they haven't been in it, they might be like, that's cool, but that looks crazy. It doesn't look safe. This is the, this is why I these are the answer. criticisms. Yeah. Yeah. So the criticism I normally get, and this was me too beforehand. I was a, a year ago, right? Well, probably a year and a half ago. I was probably the biggest denier critic of saddle hunting. I had never tried one. Yep. I thought, and this is what everyone else thinks, it doesn't look safe, it doesn't look comfortable, and it doesn't look reliable in the fact that it doesn't look like I could use this time and time again yep. and have you know satisfaction on my hunts. Or success, yeah. Or success. Sure. Yep. And the thing, and I'm like, I couldn't shoot my bow at it. There's no way. Well, I bought one out of jealousy because my buddy bought one. <laughs> <laughs> and when I got it in, I started playing around with it, and I was like, man, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. This, the, the versatility you get with a saddle, the, the flexibility you can get with a saddle, getting in different areas, different trees, wearing it oh, in. Overhanging trees. Yep. yep. I mean, you can hang these things in trees that, I mean, tiny, tiny little trees that are probably, I shouldn't be hanging in. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm from Wisconsin, so I hunt a lot of marsh uh, bedding. Oh, yeah. And I go out there, and they got these skinny little dead trees that I climb up. I mean, I probably shouldn't be in them to begin with, but I do it. We anyway. don't. We don't approve that. No, we don't. But you know, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. hey, we're here to kill deer, man. That's, yeah. that's what we're talking about. It's absolutely. Um, you know, and that uh, that factor alone um, is worth. You know, I remember when I used to use hangers, and I, I you know, I the, the only tree would be available would be like hanging over a little bit, and you'd have to hang it, and then either your stands off on the, you know, hanging off the one side, or yeah. you're pitched forward in the stand, and you know, feel like you're going to fall out of it for the whole sit. So yes. I, I've had multiple bad sits like that, and that's the thing with the saddle. Like you're saying, getting small trees. Yeah. In Tennessee, I've told this story probably 15 times today, guys. Uh, the buck I killed in Tennessee this year, I killed it in a location that you could physically not get a single tree. You could hunt off the ground, but it was so wide open on the ground, there's nowhere to sit. So I got 10 feet up in a tree at like pretty much where my feet was at was about 9 to 10 feet. Yep. Could not get any higher than yep. that. In the nastiest small little tree, I mean, this tree is probably at the base was probably six to seven inches yep. in diameter. I've hung those trees too. And you're getting up in a tree like that, and it's the versatility of being able to get in these areas that other people. First off, you're hunting public land; other people aren't going to be able to get there. No, they'll just walk past it because there's not. They're like, I can't hang in any of that. Exactly. So you get better opportunities that you know to me better deer in those areas because those deer are living in those areas that, especially when hunting pressure is up, they're living in those areas that people cannot get to yep. or they're not coming in contact with people as often. Yep. And that's where you get the saddle in. All right. 
So we kind of hit on that, kind of went down a little rabbit hole. Oh, sorry. No, no, you're good. <laughs> That's dude. interesting we, conversation. It's, it's all about just the, the adjustable bridge. That's what got us on this. But, yeah. you know, a little bit more about the actual saddle itself. Um, it's still using the same uh, buckle system on the legs as the Kessel, correct? Correct, yeah. Okay. The Raptor buckles. Very, they're, they're, you know, rated in the climbing. They're used in the climbing industry and the tactical industry, and they're rated to thousands and thousands of pounds. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those things where – you know, and they're relatively lightweight. I mean, mm-hmm. I know some guys like, you know, clipping things on and like ultra lightweight, but I'd rather have something that's rated and that's tested and proven and, and used in, you know, the, the military climbing safety uh, search and rescue um, fields. That's where we came up with the ADF Raptor buckles. Gotcha. Yeah, and it's fantastic hardware. And that's the cool thing you see with any kind of, you know, Arrow Hunter product is the quality that it's built yeah. with. I mean, the and like you know, whatever they use, whatever whether it be, I don't know specifically if it's anodized, but I mean, look at these things. It's uh, beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So it's, not- you don't find you don't find a lot of hunting products with this kind of quality and craftsmanship involved in them. Exactly, and that, that's a cool thing. So not only do you have something that's extremely functional, but it looks good too. Yeah. Uh, but the belt. Now, one thing, the defining factor for me, and again, guys, everything's different. I say this with everybody. Anything, I give the example like boots, okay? I like to wear Loa uh, Camino boots. They're a very stiff boot. Most people are not going to like those boots, okay? Saddles, bows, everything in the hunting industry, everything in life is like that, okay? Yeah. Something that works for me not, probably, not gonna, might not work for you. Exactly. Yeah. But one thing I love about really just Arrow Hunter in general, but especially with the Kestrel and the Flex, is the belt, okay? It's rigid. Yeah. It's a two-inch belt. I yeah. believe it's two-inch belt. Yep. Inch and three-quarters. And the thing is, it's rigid to the fact that it, it likes to hold its shape. The problem is with my Manus was, and again, just kind of giving reference off stuff I personally have used, guys, is that it just would twist on me. And I'm a bigger guy. Now, skinnier guys don't have that issue. I'm a bigger yeah. guy. The belt would twist. This thing, when I put it on, it's extremely rigid. I'd be able to clip it, no problem at all. It's extremely comfortable. And for me, I really like that belt. The belt is fantastic on this. And you have a freaking oversized buckle mm-hmm. that is, first of all, again, it looks fantastic. Also extremely functional. And again, Weight tested. It's, yeah. it's, it's rated. Yes. Um, which, is, again, this is just a benefit on the safety factor. Uh, now, the cool thing is, again, with the Flex is the patterns they come in. So, l- let's kind of mention that real quickly. Right here, we have the Predator Fall Gray. Yeah, this is the Predator Fall Gray, um, which is a great color. It seems like a lot of guys in the Midwest love this color. Yep. Um, you know, I was aware of the Predator Fall Gray, um, and this is the one that I, this is actually my personal uh, saddle here, um, using it as a demo model. Um, and what we have, we have the broadside camo, which is that photorealistic canopy um, camouflage, yes. which a lot of guys really like. And then we have the ASAT as well, which is, you know, I always thought of the ASAT camouflage as more of a Western hunter type of uh, camouflage. And um, when I first saw it, I was like, eh, you know, but... I've actually seen a few of them up in trees, and it looks awesome. It does. I, I'm a, I'm actually, I'm a convert now as far as the saddle goes for the ASAT. I mean, um, I, don't, I don't know what it is about that pattern, but yeah. it looks great up in a tree. Yeah, no, it looks fantastic. This is a, a lighter color pattern, and a lot of guys really do like that. But uh, I'll say, so the, the the flex I'm getting is in the broadside pattern, mm-hmm. which we actually just did a video photo shoot with um, Scott from Broadside okay. and Derek and kind of went through that product. And th- the cool thing about that, it's called the closer pattern. The cool thing about that is it absolutely blends into situations that you don't think it would ever blend into, like wide open hardwoods. Yeah. But again, all the patterns are fantastic. And that's the cool thing about this. You're almost getting like a little custom saddle. It is a little custom, yeah. Um, you know, and we wanted, you know, there, there were talks about offering some other things down the line as well. So we'll, there, that's a discussion that we're still having, um, whether it be some solid colors or some other camouflage colors. But 
for right now, these are the initial offerings. And, you know, honestly, I, you know, I, th- I think they were great choices, all three of them. Yeah, I think it was a home run for sure. Yeah. Now, Jan, what is kind of like a little bit more about the, the deciding factor with Arrow Hunter? I'll, I'll say one thing that really jumps out at me looking at this saddle is the webbing on the back. Okay? Yeah, the Molly Loops. Which is, again, yeah. fantastic because the one thing I noticed about saddle hunters, everybody that I've met is like a hardcore DIY guy for the most oh, part. Oh, absolutely. They love modifying stuff. They yep. love customizing everything to them to their own. Yes. And the cool thing with this, you have all these different attachment points for whatever you want to tie yeah. there. You know, I've actually, you know, I, I'm a police officer full time and, uh, you know, I spent some time on the tactical unit and using Molly loops on my uh, tactical vest and attaching, uh, you know, dump bags or magazine pouches or, you know, all the other pouches that we would use. It was nice to see that they included the Molly webbing on the back of the the tree saddles because you can you you know you can basically hang anything you want off of it um you can hang your you know your wild edge perch off of it Mm -hmm. you can hang we we sell loops where you can clip your climbing sticks into it um so you have a lot of adjustability there's a bunch of products out on the tactical market too that you know are you know patch uh, or uh mini packs and pouches and dump bags Mm -hmm. that you could you could use to attach now I've heard some guys criticize the Molly webbing. Um, and they're like, well, why do you have that on there? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, why two rows? Well, you know, like I said, it goes back to my experience on a tactical team where, you know, we always have, we always attach things through twos rather than one because if it's on one, it starts flopping around. And that, you know, if it's flopping around, it makes noise. So that's part of the reason why there's a double loop of Molly webbing on there. And see, that's what I liked about it was because of that fact you can secure something down and it's not just like flopping around. Correct. Because, yep. again, that's like, you know, on the market, that's what you're seeing right now is stuff where it only attaches to the top yep. and it's going to flip flip around. And again, two attachment points is going to be a lot stronger. Yeah, and we have these – we lift these free as well. I have uh, one of those uh, retractable tethers that you use to oh. haul your haul your uh, bow up in the tree. Yep. Uh, I think the one I have is the Summit. I know there's, uh, there's another couple of – there's another brand out there. I don't remember the name of it. But, you know, I basically clip mine in right there. It fits perfect and then just attach my bow and – climb up the tree and you know it's it's that uh instead of the rope it's a ribbon basically yes doesn't get tangled up you know i don't know i used i used uh paracord for years and that was that was that was always just a nightmare but that stuff just gets looped up and you got knots in it and you gotta sit there and untangle it yeah i'll never go back to doing that so we have that ability you know just right behind your lineman's uh loop uh we have a what probably like a two two and a half inch Mm -hmm. wide piece of webbing right there that you can clip your uh, retractable tether into which is fantastic because again it keeps it to your side (coughs) oh you're good it keeps it keeps it to the side uh again so i've seen some guys mount directly behind them Mm -hmm. but to be honest i like to have my dump pouch for my tether and really i'm going to run two dump pouches this year but i like to have it as close behind me as possible as in in line with my spine because to me it feels way more well balanced having that weight right there um, but again, having that uh, the retractable uh, pull-up rope on the side is going to be fantastic. Um, well, okay, perfect. Well, what is kind of going on with Arrow Hunter right now when it comes to the other line? So we still have the Kestrel, mm-hmm. still have the Kite. Mm-hmm. Is there anything going on with that right now? Is it pretty much the uh, kind of same old great products? Yeah, it's the it's the Kestrel and the Kite and the Kestrel Flex right now. And then uh, you know Casey is always uh, designing something, and he's got uh, you know. 100 different awesome ideas uh but you know we're we're kind of pushing the flex right now because we just literally released it about a month ago and uh you know that's what we're doing right now um there are 
you know, possibly other product line things going to be expanded uh, within the company. But those are all discussions that are people are having right now. Nothing's been solidified, so I don't want to comment on any of that. So hey, no, no worries. No. I always like to ask that question, put people on the spot. <laughs> no worries. Awesome. Well, let's kind of go over just real briefly, and then we'll wrap this up. Sure. So right now we have the kite, which is y'all's ultra light, your lighter model, kind of breathable mesh. Correct. Um, which again, now one thing you mentioned, which can we can we talk about? If someone wants to call in and maybe maybe switch some buckles out or something, is that something we can talk about on the podcast? You know, there are there are types of those things where you know we do get custom requests once in a while for colors or whatever. Um, those are discussions that we are willing to entertain, um, depending on uh, production schedules for our main lines. Um, you know, again, if you want something that's super custom, there's an upcharge for that, obviously. Um, but, you know, that's all dependent on how busy we are, too. And right yeah. now we're very busy with pumping out uh, Kestrel Flexes right now. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, there's a six to seven week, uh, you know, basically from the time date of order, it's six to seven weeks before you're going to get one of your door because it's first come, first serve, basically. Yep. So. Well, well, the cool thing is, uh, y'all, I feel like the company, Arrow Hunter, really does listen to the consumer. And, yeah. and the thing is, I feel like y'all are doing a better job this day and age, especially recently after you were being uh, brought on to be more vocal with that and kind of explain that you guys are listening. Yeah. I mean, I do a lot of, obviously I use, utilize some things and I do a lot of social listening for, uh, you know, anytime there's a mention of Arrow Hunter or Kestro or Kyder Flex, I get a no- notifications about people, you know, commenting on our products, whether it's positive or negative. And if it's negative, we like to address it because, um, you know, Sophia and Debbie and the rest of the company, we're there to make our customers happy. And we will definitely work with you if you don't like something or if you're frustrated with something, you know, please give us a call. Um, I know a lot of people in this day and age like to go on social media and kind of complain about things rather than actually dealing directly with the company. Um, We are very easy and very accommodating um, and want to make you guys happy. So um, that's a, that's one of the key things. That's a key factor at our company. I don't know if guys have talked to Debbie, our customer service lady. She is super nice, super accommodating. And that's, Something that Sophia, uh, our owner, uh, takes very seriously is her customer satisfaction and happiness. Yep. So um, if we can work with you, we will. Fantastic. Yep. Well, with kind of wrapping this up, where can someone look at purchasing at Flex or any of the other products that uh, Arrow Hunter has right now? Um, so you would go to www.arrowhunter.us, and we're also on uh, Instagram uh, and Facebook and Twitter right now. Um, YouTube's coming, so uh, awesome. we're going to be – pushing out a lot of a uh, lot more uh, video content. I'm going to be working with some guys, um, a guy named Anthony Heller from Wisconsin. He's got a YouTube uh, and Instagram called Deer Vane. And then uh, I'm going to be working with the uh, hot boga guys from Michigan. I got a hunt plan with them here uh, in November that we're planning on filming. So uh, look for more arrow hunter actually hunting content coming out from us in the future awesome well guys i uh, appreciate you guys listening for this week's episode uh, make sure you stay tuned for everything else we got coming out and uh, y'all stay safe and have fun y'all go ahead and write down the dates june 28th through june the 30th Go ahead and just mark those off your calendar so you can be at the Dalton Convention Center in Dalton, Georgia for the 2024 Mobile Hunters Expo. Y'all heard a a ton of content from that expo last year that we posted. Uh, We talked about it a ton. Look, if you're the kind of person that listens to this podcast, this show was literally made for you. It was literally designed for you, which means you're going to love it. You know, all the best companies in mobile hunting are going to be there. 
A lot of the best deer killers in the Southeast are going to be there. A lot of our past podcast guests are going to be there. It's just, it's going to be an incredible event. And hey, if you've been looking to either get into a saddle or maybe a mobile lock-on setup or just a different kind of tree stand setup, I'm telling you, it's worth the investment to go to this show because they're all going to be there and you, you will get to try all of them in person before you buy it. So you don't have to order something online and then wait for it and then try it when it comes in to see if you really like it. You're going to get to go put your hands on everything all in one day, test it all out and figure out exactly what works best for you and have it taken care of before deer season starts. So like I said, go ahead and put it on your calendar, guys. It's a no-brainer. You gotta be at the show. Again, it's Friday, June 28th through Sunday, June 30th in Dalton, Georgia. We absolutely cannot wait to meet you guys there and talk hunting. So we'll see you at the 2024 Mobile Hunters Expo in Dalton, Georgia.